Oh, well, hello there, everybody. Sorry, I didn't see you there. Um, so welcome to episode seven of uh, the BS cast. It's a very special episode this week, as uh, we've probably got our most diverse cast ever for a BS cast. And being as we're seven episodes old now, that is obviously quite a storied history. I'm being sarcastic. Um, so today we're talking about our impressions of Captain America Civil War, which is obviously, as you all know, the latest Marvel movie to come out. Um, and uh, joining me are Tyler Moliterno and Felipe Diaz-Vera from Generation Animation and David Hopkins and Austin Wilson from Hideous Energy. Uh, David Hopkins is also my cohort from Erie International, which you can find, as well as all of the podcasts that I've mentioned, over at fanoff.com. We were initially hoping to be joined by William R. Washington as well of RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk, but unfortunately... Uh, family commitments meant that he was unable to join us, uh, but we weren't aware of that at the time that we introduced uh, who would eventually be talking. So, uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the uh, the show. Uh, some of it will sound quite familiar to you, especially those of you who have listened to the Batman vs Superman Dawn of Bullshit episode that we did quite a time ago. Um, me and Tyler did go backwards, backwards and forwards on that one quite a lot. But uh, anyway, yeah, enjoy, and uh, we'll see you at the end of the show. Everybody and welcome to this review of Marvel's Captain America Civil War. Uh, my name is Tyler Moliterno. Uh, I'm going to be kind of leading us through this. Uh, we have today uh, several hosts from different fan-off shows. Uh, I would like to first welcome Dave and Austin from Hideous Energy. How are you guys doing? What's up? Howdy. Happy to be here. Yeah. And then oh, we're, doing, the- we're doing good. Sorry. Oh, yeah, we're great. We didn't answer oh. the question. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's fine. Say whatever you want. Uh, and then we have on the other side of the auto, we're lining up for the airport scene, and we're, the three of us are on the other side. It's uh, <laughs> Felipe and Dave from Generation Animation. I'm not, no, I'm I'm not picking sides. I'm like the cameraman. He's Erie <laughs> International. I'm, uh, it's me and you on one side, Tyler, Austin yeah, and David on the other, and then you have Dave I'm being... Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> Very, what a, oh, such a so you're stab us in the <laughs> And um, and then uh, around uh, here somewhere we have uh, William R. Washington from RBR. He'll be dropping in um, at some point in the conversation. Uh, so basically, we uh, we here uh, on Fan Off, we're big fans of these Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Of course, um, like well, Hideous Energy, of course, associated with comic books. We've done multiple Generation Animation extras on the movies. Yeah. And if you listen to RBR, they've been talking about Civil War. So, Yeah, so guess- we were like, let's just all get together, uh, just like the Avengers. We'll uh, jump in on here, and we'll have a conversation about it. Um, this is going to be full of spoilers, just so you know. Um, if you want to not be spoiled, I think we can go around and say, I mean, everybody would say see the movie, right, I think? Yeah, absolutely. Does anybody have yeah. a stance out of it? Like some, what, like a non-spoiler thought? 
No, like uh, like if, if your review was positive or like firmly negative, I guess. Generally positive, although I have some Uh-oh. things that I will say <laughs> based on everything I'm hearing around things. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, might yeah, be the villain in this uh, in this circle here. Oh, that'd be different because it's uh, in the past been Dave. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I have things to say as well. Oh no! I think we're gonna have a good. I think we're gonna have. A Are good we gonna have a proper civil war? We might. No, this is gonna be like. This is gonna be like how uh, you would expect um, the the sides to turn out a little differently from the past. But I, it seems like I'm gonna be teaming up with the hideous energy guys against my own podcast. <gasps> <laughs> Interesting. Okay, it. so from this moment on, we are going to talk about civil war with spoilers. So, um, Lincoln, if you guys. haven't seen the movie, we're here, done. This is it. Okay, now going forward. No more whining. Uh, spoilers, right. ahoy. So, um, <laughs> let me just spoilers. Spoilers, ahoy. ahoy. <laughs> he's a spoilerish pirate. So, or he just really likes cookies. Yeah, chip, chips I'm ahoy. I'm not gonna lie, I thought about spoilers that too. Ahoy. The cookies. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not being American, I get the reference, but it didn't spring to mind. <laughs> I, I understand <laughs> your reference. <laughs> you don't have chips ahoy in the I'll UK. Um, do you know what? Actually, they came over about a year ago, smuggled inside bars of dairy milk, and um, sure. they're okay. Yeah, they they put them inside of dairy milk bars. It was not as good as oh, Oreos. Oh, candy bar. Yeah. Okay. You, wait, so, so like when you say in, smuggled, wait, was the cookie with it? Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Is it Kraft that bought Dairy Milk? I think it is. Um. Because they own basically everything. Um. They've decided that they should take that everything and put it all into bars of Dairy Milk. So when I say smuggled via bars of Dairy Milk, I, what I literally mean is they introduced us to Chips Ahoy by making a Dairy Milk bar which had a Chips Ahoy filling. Um, okay, but it is In not as good head, as the Oreo. It was filling. much more of a like. It was like a candy bar smuggle. with a very suspiciously Chips Ahoy shaped bunch <laughs> in the middle. Of it. Like, yeah. We're gonna get these fucking Chips Ahoy's in there, <laughs> yeah. no matter how we have to do it. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, that out of the way. Yep. <laughs> okay, so, so now we, our Chips Ahoy talk well, is over. Welcome to our review of Chips Ahoy cookies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's. I guess. I guess what I want to know right off the bat. Yeah, because everyone's seen this movie, and it's yes. also weird because Austin and I literally just talked about it for thirty minutes on our podcast. <laughs> just finished doing it. Um, what are the things I want to know? What the things are that Felipe and Dave don't are wrong about? Are what wrong? What about? are you guys wrong about? What are you guys wrong about? Basically, this movie, while fun, a great time, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I feel like it didn't need to exist. And let me elaborate when I say that a lot of the plot points that advanced the Marvel universe, I don't think needed to take place over this extended period of time. It could have been the beginning of a different movie. Uh, the, the registration act, uh, uh, Bucky going up and under again, all this stuff. Like granted, this movie is just a giant excuse to see superheroes fight and it's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like, there's no in terms of plot moving if you wanted to it like this movie because it does the way it ends the way everything kind of resolves i feel like this is all stuff that could have happened without this movie existing like well, it could have been 20 minutes of beginning of a different movie but the way and, the way this movie ends is so different from the way we started that it would have been like the next movie would have had to start with a star wars crawl explaining everything <laughs> that happened because in this, we have the Avengers are broken up. A long story up, short and... is just that, yeah, the Avengers are broken up, Bucky goes under, and, like, Spider-Man is, exists. Like, you could have done Black all Panther. that in 20 minutes. Like, you could have right. done. Uh, Tyler, great point. Felipe, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're saying. <laughs> I... Because, 
Um, Are you going to continue with that thought? Well, I understand. Not, I understand that point. No, I don't I, disagree with, no. you, or I don't agree with you necessarily, but I absolutely understand what you're no, saying. No, I see. I see what you're saying, and I think the only reason that I would disagree, um, like with the whole thing, is that the what Tyler said, the way the movie ends, does put us somewhere different than where we began, and I honestly think there's going to be a lot more that they carry forward into the other films from the fallout of this film. Mm. Um, also the fact that um, if they had have done that it would have been a billion dollars flushed down the toilet Yeah. because why no, would you not want to I make get it more why money? this movie exists and I had fun watching it mm. I'm just saying basically at the end of it I felt like so what actually happened here like the moment I walked out of the theater because mm. there were other than the Avengers splitting up and like this this act and all this stuff I felt like I walked away. It's like that was just a fun little time waster. <laughs> I feel I feel like the uh, the resident comic book podcast president. We have to say that it's not the registration act; it's the Sokovia yes, Accords. The Sokovia yeah, Accords. yeah. Which registration is something act from the I'm so happy I can finally say this. I had we we we, we talked about this um, this universe a lot ever since Civil War got announced, and I remember the first time we talked about Civil War being announced. Uh, Dave, I think, kept saying, uh, oh, the Registration Act. They're going to do the Registration Act. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. None of these people have any secret identities. There's not I a think- single person in the Marvel Universe that nobody, like, with the exception of Spider-Man now, who is still has a secret identity. Everybody knows who everybody is. So there's. No Am reason- I the other one disturbed by really hot Aunt May? No. no. <laughs> She's no, sexy as fuck. Hey, people, ants come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> you don't have if to Spider-Man's be cool. going to be like a... 15 year old schoolboy then it makes sense that his aunt is probably maximum 45 years old and 45 year olds can be fucking hot (laughs) what i told austin agreed when we got out of the movie was it i think cassie marissa tomei is a great decision i think she's a great actress and i think she is probably the right age yeah Mm -hmm. they did make her look younger than she normally looks she did did, which was kind of strange i think it's also because we everyone is so used to seeing aunt may as having gray hair and being wrinkled as shit yeah and seeing the very opposite of that what's weirder to me is how attractive i find the aunt in the big hero six movie this is not a joke like, uh, yeah. <laughs> that aunt, that's yeah. where I feel weird. Yeah. In this one, I'm like, obviously, I'm supposed to find Aunt May attractive. See, I thought Sally Field. Mission accomplished. I thought Sally Field was the exact right like age and look. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Marissa May will do an awesome job in the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. super happy that that's she's been where cast. I'm looking forward to it because I I'm looking forward to the chemis- chemistry between her and Tom Holland in yeah, yeah. Homecoming yeah. because I really liked what little we didn't see much of it. She's barely in this movie, but I enjoyed yeah. their relationship with each other, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. Wait until she yeah, starts yeah. dating Doc Ock. Oh God! <laughs> that would be not. I should have prefaced this, by the way, uh, before I said anything else. The last Marvel movie I've seen is Guardians, and so I haven't watched Ant Man. I haven't watched. What? Oh, you gotta watch Ant Man. I was gonna ask you about that because I saw you tweet that you hadn't seen Age of Ultron yet, and I was like, "How? That movie made like forty billion dollars. Everyone saw it. Like statistically, Felipe saw it twice. <laughs> like yeah. even if he hasn't seen it. <laughs> so, so you want to know? Because it's hilarious. Because then, like Paul Rudd shows up, and I'm like, "Hey, it's Paul Rudd, <laughs> not hey, it's Ant Man." <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I guess that's true. Play like that. And he and they and well, with the exception of him calling like Mr. Lang, but. <laughs> it could just like, be having said that, I don't feel like I miss too much because of that, just because I know who these characters are. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the one I know the least about is Vision. Even then, I was able to piece together right away, like, okay, I know what he's, he's about, kind of. I think Age of Ultron's 
worth watching just for him alone. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying it's like I just haven't watched it. I have no driving force to watch it, and like yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I've just never saw it. Wait, so since Guardians, you saw? Did you see Winter Soldier? That was before. That was before. That was before. Right? Yeah, was before. Winter Soldier. I I would say Winter Soldier outside of Guardians is my favorite. Like even considering Civil War, I would put I would put Guardians then Winter Soldier second. That's almost verbatim what Austin. Very yeah, well yeah, made. Yeah. I would probably sandwich Ant Man in there, but yeah, yeah. it's that's well, see, my top I'm three. still bitter. I'm so I'm still so bitter that Ant Man wasn't directed by Edgar Wright. I know, still. but it was good anyway. I actually got really. I was cutting the grass yesterday and I got angry <laughs> and I stopped. <laughs> and, I was and I was like, why? Wasn't Edgar Wright the director on that goddamn movie? Um, uh, I'm still, yeah, I'm still bitter about it. But so, um, well, Dave, hmm. what what are the things that you're wrong about? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm mainly wrong about the fact that, um, and and I'm oh, I'm gonna get so much flack for this, but I'm gonna. Oh, do I it. cannot wait! <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> let me let me finish this point before you all jump on my rotting carcass. Mm. Um, so in Batman versus Superman, you oh got <laughs> you got the distinct feeling that they very much disliked each other, right up until the point point that they found out that their mothers had the same name. Right. Uh, at which point, for some reason, they decided to be best friends, and yeah, that doesn't make sense. But that's another yeah, podcast. That's why Austin and I are best friends. Both of our names or mom's names are the same. Oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. It's actually that's not true. Oh. Well, you, you've <laughs> lied to me now. You're dead to me. Um, so yeah, you got the feeling they really hated each other. Whereas the airport fight scene always felt a little bit too slapsticky to have any real impact on me. And I I don't know. And then you have this payoff at the end where you have this really personal freeway fight. Between, well, kind of two on one fight between um, Stark and Cap and Bucky. And it, there's some real kind of emotion going through there. You get the. Part of me, when you said Cap and Bucky. I just heard Captain Bucky. Captain, oh, Captain Bucky O'Hare just went in my head. Like oh, okay. Also, also, for the record, I'm totally comfortable with you using the term three way when referring to uh, <laughs> Bucky, Cap, and Iron Man. Good yeah. stuff. Um, you don't have to change that. The, the fanfic is coming uh, next year. Um, oh, it exists. And, and so much. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, so, I was expecting, as a, as a wrestling fan, I kept expecting during that fight for. Um, for Bucky to turn heel. <laughs> for Bucky to roll roll up one of them at the last second because he was out of the back for so long. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so yeah, you, you have this really intense fight with the line that they really, really should have saved for the film, which was, you know, he's my friend, so was I, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, really emotionally impactful. And, you know, that actually did a lot to kind of bring it back for me in terms of, yeah, this is personal between these three. Everyone else is just kind of like caught on one side or the other. But, you know, it still felt a little bit too much like a, a playground uh, dust up. And well, then... Just, but I think I... Okay, wait. Let's let's <laughs> let's let's cover that first and then we'll go on to that and then. Um, I I like that. And, I, and the reason why I like that is because um, in Batman versus Superman... I get you get the idea that they hate each other. I don't really understand why exactly they hate each other. But... I, I think it's fairly obvious why Batman hates Superman. I don't know why Superman necessarily yeah. feels bad about Batman, but you know yeah, that's another yeah. thing. Yeah, but we don't need to get into detail. No, no, absolutely so, not. But you're right, and I think that the problem with, uh, well, not the problem. I'm fine with it, but your problem with it <laughs> is that they they're not. <laughs> They're they're they don't hate each other. That's the no, thing. No, they don't. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why this is the most. This is definitely from a 
this is a, a, a huge departure from the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I many actually, of the movies. If they don't hate uh, each other, why I are they fighting? Agree. It's it's to get it's for a purpose. They have they have a reason. Like Stark needs to get uh, Cap and Bucky within seventy two hours or whatever it is. Yeah, right. But Cap is trying trying to stop these five supposed super bad guys, and they just happen to be at an impasse, which is well, why like when and Black to prevent Widow Bucky from getting and, killed and like he has a, a dedication there. Right. I think that I I actually was talking to Amanda, my wife, the other day about how awesome that that airport scene is because. It's not this no holds barred no, situation see, where they're trying to rip each other's heads off. These are a bunch of friends that's, who are in a situation where they're ultimately just trying to stop them from leaving. Yeah, they're not yeah. trying to kill them or and detain them or anything necessarily. That's why I think you're right, Dave. Like mm-hmm. I think I think the, it is kind of slapsticky. Well, I think they wrote it that way intentionally in, in a great way. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we, we're, they, we're not supposed have, to sit here until the end. You're not supposed to think. That's why I actually really gotcha. like the the the, uh, the quick fight between Black Widow and Hawkeye. Yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, we're still friends, right? Whatever. Yeah. And then just Scarlet Witch comes out of nowhere. It's like you're holding back your punches. Yeah. And just I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I absolutely adored it. Like, I have very few problems with the film, and I I do really love this film. And yeah. I'm only well, I being think it's a valid picky. Point. No, I do too. Because I feel I have to. I think they did it purposefully. Yeah. They wanted that fight to show, you know, these people aren't ready to make the decisions that they do end up making at the end of the film where they are beating the fuck out of each other. To me, it made the, the scene a lot more fun because for all of us as superhero fans and as, as movie fans. Are we allowed to cuss on here? Yeah, yeah of I course. So. I think we're okay. all the shows. <laughs> um, as, as fans of all this stuff, there's when we all watch Superman versus Batman, regardless of what we thought about it, there definitely is a moment in the back of your head or a feeling where you're like, there's no stakes here. Neither why, of them are going to die. Neither of them are like, it's, they're going to make up and team up and that's going to be how things go. So with that airport fight, it was such a refreshing moment, I think, for a lot of us because we were like, these are just a bunch of friends and forced into a situation where they have to, to stop each other, not defeat yeah. each other necessarily. Well, I think so. The stakes are more so, you know, just it's, it was such a fun scene. Well, like, Spider-Man, so fun. Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man was fantastic. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's because that he's a kid. Me. He gets away with that. He has no personal attachment to any of these people. Right, yeah. and I yeah. think him being there is another way, reason or another way that they helped characterize that fight as a quote-unquote fun fight. Yeah. Where it doesn't have and real too. dangerous, serious My theater cracked yeah. up when Ant-Man grew giant and you just hear oh, Spider-Man yeah. go, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he grabs hold of I'll War Machine. The, that is fantastic. No one in our theater laughed at almost, but Austin and I lost it at, yeah. was when he shrunk back down and he was like, does anyone have any orange slices? Where he was like kind of drunk. <laughs> no one in our theater thought that was funny. David apparently. and I, lone voices laughing. <laughs> oh, I was laughing actually, speaking of Ant-Man lines, uh, when he went into Iron Man suit and went like, this is your conscience speaking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Talked we haven't talked in a while. I like, I, like, I like when Vision <laughs> flies through him and he goes, someone just flew <laughs> This is quickly turning into the Chris Farley show where we're just saying, remember that Vision, time when this happened? Vision <laughs> is a slight time? issue as well. It's awesome. Like, Vision is so overpowered right, that you, can't, this that day, you yeah. cannot believe for a second that that fight should last anywhere near as long as it did because he can phase in and out of existence. He mm. can fly. He's super strong. He's got yeah. this fucking laser beam that comes out of his forehead that he doesn't understand I, but I he was, uses. I would have been fine with it more if it was just Vision and Scarlet Witch because Scarlet Witch is established, at least in movie, like she can at least temporarily take him and away I from the like situation. That, that makes perfect sense because her powers are derived from, um, from the Mind Stone, if I remember correctly. 
Oh. Yeah, they are. Yeah, because yeah, it was in Loki Scepter. I think there's two. I think there's two things at play here. One, Vision shows up late to that fight. He does, which is I think very That's much a, a writing point. choice. Yeah. Um, and then also there definitely is a scene earlier in the movie where for both Scarlet Witch, because I think Scarlet Witch is very overpowered too. They are Scarlet Witch and Vision have this uh, conversation where essentially it boils down to we don't know a lot about our abilities right. yet. I yeah. think they made the yeah. best. And I think decision, they're trying to the rein best decision that in. there for Vision because he is overpowered. He is the obvious way that that fight could have not lasted as long as it did. But to take him off of the map as far as in the fight and then have him show up and to use it as a moment to humanize him yeah. was a good choice in my head. And I think, too, I, I don't know if they'll do this, but an easy way and I think would be a, an effective way, too, from a writing standpoint, if Thanos gets his hand on all the gems, Vision's yeah. out. Right. Unless they figure out a way to no, that'll be an easy bring way to him get back, him out of the they're going to yeah. yank that gem right out of his face, and yeah. then he's he's decommissioned. Yeah, that's uh, one thing I've been bu- that's been bugging me forever about Thanos just overlooming the MCU and the fact that he's clearly established as the eventual big bad for the Guardians. And if you read Cosmic Marvel, that usually yeah. means that at least half of them are going to die at one point. Uh, so I'm like, what? Yeah, and then yeah. get rewritten. Thanos cannot be defeated by those five and still be the big bad of the ultimate like mm-hmm. Avengers three situation. Yeah, I got, uh, I, I, I gotta say, I got really excited watching this. Okay, so, so I, I was actually going on this. So I'll, I'll continue this point. The, this is by far the most. This is an outlier for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The way this movie. Um, the way its villain operates, the way the uh, teams fight, um, the climax is very different from all the other Marvel movies. And the fact that this movie did not, and maybe this is kind of what Felipe was talking about, but this movie, despite having a lot going on, uh, doesn't play into the uh, Infinity Wars um, aspect of the the universe going forward because there's no mention of Thanos or of the stones for the first time in a long time. This movie has nothing to do with that. Um, And well, I also, I don't think Ant-Man does either, but they are, I think slowly, but there was so many movies in a row where they talked about them constantly that this is kind of a nice refreshing movie where there's nothing here that is building towards infinity wars, but we know it's coming. And I still think that, uh, there's one thing that this movie does, which is really important. It establishes who the hell T'Challa is. Oh, and it's yeah. so awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's really well done. It's so fucking awesome. Every yeah. scene with him in it is amazing. <laughs> and, I'm Clint. And, I don't care. <laughs> I like great. that too. And and so like so we know we like we we know eventually that it's gonna happen. I got excited watching that airport scene and seeing Spider Man and Black Panther come in and just thinking about how much fun it's going to be when we get to infinity war and we've got um, the guardians there as well. Cause you, I, there's no way that they're not going to be involved in that for sure. And like, but like I said, my only question about it is if Thanos is the ultimate big bad in Avengers and he's clearly the big bad in guardians, that's why that's how, no that's way how that one over. can deal with the other without something happening. And right. I feel, yeah, that's the bridge. That's the bridge into into how you you get them mixed say, up with everybody else. My guess is Guardians. They will probably like Guardians soft, soft to defeat him. Yeah, Vol- like redirect whatever is happening, and then in the Avengers, and then Thanos like, comes oh, back fuck, to life like he always does. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Everyone will be shocked. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited, but also nervous with Thanos because Ultron was another villain that they was a huge, huge Avengers villain. Oh yeah, and. Yeah. 
they I don't think they mishandled necessarily. I like uh, Spader's performance in that movie. I think it's funny. I like yeah. the idea that he's an extension of Tony Stark's personality. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. they have this like father-son dynamic thing going where he talks like Tony, he makes jokes like Tony. Got no strings. And uh yeah. there's some there's some creepy moments in it, but it doesn't have the impact like in the comics, dude, like Ultron is relentless. Oh, like yeah. every single yeah. time they think they've defeated him, there's there's one more left. He comes back like it's it's just this crazy lack of personality, AI-driven thing. Thanos is similar in the sense of just being just so all-powerful that mm-hmm. I, I'm a little nervous how they're going to pull that off because they I'm haven't actually, yet had a, a villain We talked about Vision being that. super overpowered, mm-hmm. and if he's like out of play, like I'm actually happy about that because I, I don't like the super overpowered godlike heroes. Like The ones coming up, like Black Panther, who is just a dude in a suit, pretty much. You got Captain Marvel, who... I, I love me some Carol Danvers, but she's not overpowered. Uh, like I feel like like the the cast that we're getting are like a bunch of good, not great, like all powerful heroes in this situation. Right. Yeah, Thor. Like, <laughs> right, and, and Thor. <laughs> Dude, you know how like I was joking around with a friend of mine, like, oh, where were the Robo Thors uh, <laughs> in the Civil War? The clones, yeah. yeah. The um. Speaking of villains, I was telling Austin after the movie. I think this might be, other than Loki, probably my favorite Marvel villain in in uh, Zemo. He's really um, awesome. I'm like his, about his uh, he's really cool. <laughs> his his portrayal by Daniel Brawl is amazing. Like it, it has so much yeah. depth to it. Yeah. And then when you get down to finding out why he's doing what he's doing, you're like, oh, okay. Like I don't agree with your methods, and you obviously killed a lot of people. I think it's but easier it makes to, total sense. Well, it's like, easier to make that stuff have depth and impact than like I just want to watch the world burn. Although that can work, obviously, with Heath Ledger's Joker, but, right? And people yeah. being like, I just want to take the world over. But like, like Malekith and Thor too, where it's basically just like I'm bad because I'm a dark elf, right? And this and guy being like, way, I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, and I love the way that it's not only is it is he a humanizing villain who doesn't throw a single punch in this movie. Um, but also the way that his storyline ties into the entire story of the uh, movie and the way it plays off of something. And this is actually something I wanted to bring up. I will say I'm Um, slightly bugged about the one big, big, big twist about Bucky killing uh, Stark's parents, where they go, he goes to Cap and goes, did you know? I didn't know. That's not a twist. Did you know? That's, That's in Winter Soldier. No, like the, the in Winter Soldier, like at one point does I, I haven't seen Winter Soldier in a long time. At what point does Cap learn that Bucky killed Tony Stark's parents? When, when, he's when they're the, in the bu- yeah, when they're in the, in the bunker, bunker with um, Zola, Arnim Zola, yeah, yeah. He tells it's, it's not so much that it's it, it's not they do it subtly. So like they're yeah. showing all the stuff that's happened, and they show uh, the, a headline where it's like car crash. Tony, oh, that like really Stark. quick like flashing. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. three seconds. But no it's, there. I, it's there. It's so there. So I went into this movie knowing it the whole time. Like I, it what? wasn't surprising to me because I knew that. Yeah, because killed- in my mind I was thinking like if Tony Stark has to have keep a checklist to learn what Nirvana is, when did he take time apart to like learn like all this yeah. about how oh, everyone he knows relatives died, and so. I was I'll a little the, confused. Yeah. The part that I loved in that scene is that is that uh, Steve lies to him. Yeah, that was to me that was such a huge moment where he's like, no, and then he pushes yeah. him and he's like, I did, I did know. But yeah, like Captain America lying. That's a huge deal. Yeah, like that's a huge yeah. deal. He's such a pure and it's, person, and it makes and sense that he would lie to Tony because Tony's his friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at this point, like my my complaints are nitpicky, like the fact that we get the infamous uh, "plant yourself like a tree and say you move" speech coming from. 
Carter's niece and not from Cap. Yeah. Although I do think yeah. like at one point he's gonna say it later on, it's gonna be a big like oh moment. But well, see, I they, no, I, I like, see, I like too, the way they did that. From, yeah, because it came from Peggy, which yeah. was so cool. Yeah. Like it, it, it was through Sharon, but it came from Peggy, which and it's ultimately it, what it's gets him back. Like if in. He was like he was. He, I think he was like he's obviously against the accords and didn't want to sign them. But I think when that happened, that was that's what solidified his position of not wanting to yeah. sign them for sure. But it doesn't because he's about to do it until he learns Scarlet Witch is in jail. <laughs> like not twenty minutes no, later. No. no, that's they're having a conversation. He hasn't decided yet, but that's definitely I He's love that close. scene by the way. Those two together in that scene is really when they start yelling at each other at the end of that. Um regarding that when he like finds out about Scarlet Witch and they start yelling at each other. I really yeah, like I that too. part. Yeah, I've um, I've seen people online <clears throat> I've read one uh, kind of awful review on Vice um where they were talking about kind it. Kind of awful. Uh, sorry, I read one of the shittiest reviews I've a, ever read. <laughs> hot slice of garbage. Um it's talking about it being such a power <laughs> fantasy and like I agree to a certain extent. The only scene in the film where I did get that sense of like, oh wow, what a power fantasy is where he's holding the helicopter and <laughs> Looking I at was, his own muscles. I was fucking into it. Like yeah. the entire scene, I was just like, "Fuck yes, hold that it!" That was that was the greatest choke slam of all time. Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. Thing is, if you can't be, if you, if that's you the come, MCU equivalent of that scene in American Psycho where Patrick Bateman's having sex with watching himself in the mirror, flexing in yeah. the mirror. If like, if a superhero movie can't be a power fantasy, right? Yeah. Then what can be? Well, I mean, also like. Like critiquing it or like indicting it as a power fantasy and, and like, that like being anything bad. that's quote unquote mm. unrealistic is uh, probably some of my favorite stuff in the scene when Bucky just steals the helic the motorcycle with one hand that's to chase part. after yeah. the yeah. band. That's like yeah, one of my just, favorite scenes in the movie. This movie is essentially a series of moments where it's like High Five City. It's High Five City mixed with noises that my body involuntarily makes where it's kind of like oh like that kind of like yeah, they yeah. just did this thing and and if somebody's like awesome do you want to go to high five city my answer is yes yeah Take always me there yeah my my other my other big high five moment with bucky was the scene with him and captain america in the stairwell which is one of my favorite scenes oh, yeah. but that part when he grabs the railing oh, and, and uses like, it as a repelling it down yeah like another floor Amazing. was the coolest thing i've ever seen <laughs> i don't it think was, marvel know how steel works <laughs> yeah. they, they just don't yeah they only know vibranium so um but yeah so oh but this is like the big the big point that uh i i hate to bring up these words again but in batman versus superman they, <laughs> um they I, one of my big problems with this movie and both dave's know because we we had this conversation before um i i'm still like they that movie like th these two movies are very very similar in a lot of ways and i think what's um interesting about this movie compared to batman versus superman is that in man of steel the end of that movie is so like devastating to that city that i feel like i want to hear about I want them to, to address it because it was such a devastating thing to happen that, and I don't even understand how Superman was involved in that and didn't seem to like do anything about it. And then, well, that's uh, how this movie starts: Civil War right. with uh, with Scarlet that's, Witch that's, throwing the explosion guy into the well, crossbones. Exactly. Into, yeah. Like, like, yeah. So what? So 
and then and so that happens in Man of Steel, but then they do that Africa scene in Man of Steel, and that's what everyone's talking about the whole time. Yeah. They're not talking about Metropolis. Right. In this movie, the, yeah, that scene with the Scarlet Witch happens, and everybody's talking about that, but they're, the reason why everybody is upset with each other is because of what happened in Age of Ultron. They're still dealing well, with Sylvia. And, every, and kind of everything. Yeah, it's, a, it's a greatest hits yeah. of all of the people they've killed. Right. Well, and in that in that <laughs> scene, it's it's so great because you're like, regardless of which side you fall on, when you see General Ross going through all that stuff, right. you're immediately like, well, yeah, yeah, this makes well, perfect sense also, because they've just been on a murder. Did you notice path. that General Ross didn't bring a parliament at all? Oh yeah, the yeah. TV show stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. oh and oh kinda, uh, the Hulk. Did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like all jokes aside, like. Batman versus Superman dealing with the fallout of Superman and Zod trashing Metropolis. Like I, I am, I was very interested to see how they were, were going to go into it and they did. But like, unfortunately, especially when you compare it with what happens in the beginning of cap three, where Scarlet witch accidentally kills some people and it, it is immediately more nuanced and emotional than yeah. anything in Batman versus Superman. Scarlet Witch immediately oh, reacts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and she and sells it well. She does. And as soon as I saw it happen, I was like, oh, my fuck. That's, that you is feel awful. really, really bad for her. Because it, I told Austin, like, it's, 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 she's making the right move. Yeah. She's enclosing the blast and then taking it up in the air away from the people. Right. Yeah. But then she slips. and it doesn't it, get high enough. Yeah. And it kills that floor full of people. And. Quick you question, can't help though. but feel terrible for her because you're you can't look at that thing with any other lens than that was a total accident of someone yeah. trying to do the right thing. Right. Quick question and regarding it's, this it's whole horrible. this whole it thing is. with her though, and th this is something that it doesn't trouble me, but I I really need to know what the logic is behind this. Um, she's massively cut up about that, and she's cut up about Sokovia more than anything else because you know right. there's a whole thing where Cap is like, right, you can stop now. Um. Why then does she decide to fight on Captain America's side? Hmm. I think is it that... because he locked her in her room? Yeah, yeah that might be a big part of it. That is fucking stupid. Well, well I think I... like literally because Iron Man never asks her. I, I think she that's a big also... deal. She yeah, but... not. Yeah, but but here's but the thing. She's, to, no, she's, no, 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 no. So they, what? She's they, rebelling they against just, him. They have a conversation. She, she and Cap have a conversation about mm. right before they even find out about the Accords. They're having a conversation about um, how they need to take responsibility for this, and that just because some some bad things happen when we go out there doesn't mean we can't do what we do. So right. they have that conversation where they're pretty much on the same side. And they and didn't neither one of them side in the Accords when it gets brought up. And so I, I, I think that she's clearly on that side. After Vision gets incapacitated initially and Hawkeye's like, come on, let's go. At first, Scarlet Witch doesn't want to go. Right. <laughs> she hesitates. <clears throat> well, I think it's I think it probably does play into the fact of her imprisonment and that when like this, the point that Steve makes is that choice is being taken away from them. And when Scarlet Witch experiences that, she experiences the choice being taken oh, away. That's a good point. She can't yeah. leave. She's like, I'm no, fuck this. I want to make my choice. Yeah. No, that's and when fair they enough. take it away from her. That's when she decides. I think. But, I think that's it. But I also think to play devil's advocate, who was the person who made the point, Dave, or yeah, it was or, me, uh, the resident um, wrong person. I, <laughs> I do think that they could have maybe added a finer point to that because yeah. the yeah. fact that five Not of me. a perfect film, ten out of ten. <laughs> I mean, honestly, to me, it five just or six felt... of us had to just sit down and figure out why that happened. Not may, me. May, I knew it in the film. I mean, <laughs> to, yeah. to me, as with, clear with, as it could be, with <laughs> that scene, I just kind of felt that she was being a little bit petulant. 
and yeah. the story point it, it didn't yeah. drive that point home to me personally although obviously some of you guys did get it and no, explaining I, it I to me right i get though, it now Dave. as well i think she does have a, a, a level of petulance to she, her and it's probably part of her dealing with you know the shit that she screwed oh, no, up absolutely yeah but she also feels like even with all of this emotional duress that she's under yeah. she still feels like one of the most underdeveloped characters in the entire movie I, yeah, I, I sort of agree with you there. I, we were talking earlier about characters the that one. they don't spend a ton of time on, and yeah. while she plays a central role, she doesn't get a ton of development. I mean, there's a lot of characters there. I get That's it. That's true. But, yeah. you know, yeah. she's one of the few characters in that entire um She's also film. one of the characters Even, with the like, least that has time think, in the year. Think like, she, well, so yeah, she hasn't the, had her own film. Yeah. Outside, yeah, outside of uh, Ammon, I think the character that gets the least amount of screen time is probably Hawkeye. But even then, like he gets a lot of them, like I left retirement and my family to stand up for what's right, and now I'm in jail. Like right. that's yeah. a lot. I, I wondered yeah. how his family felt about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't probably know. not thrilled. No, um, it, 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 that's about. a reoccurring theme in the Marvel movies where they'll have like a solo movie, and it'll be you know Thor and Jane Foster, and they had this really like. You know, deep romantic relationship. Me, me and Jane are fighting. And then the next, yeah, the next movie, it's yeah. like, yeah, we're you know, I mean, we're at, at least taking some time apart. At least Stark and Pepper Potts uh, were on the on the outs in this movie. That that yeah. was why she wasn't in it. It was like, no, too many characters. And, They're and having I, a rough and patch. And I like that. Like, well, not only did I make that an important part, but I I mentioned this on Twitter. But I think that one of the cool things about this movie is that this is the first Marvel movie where I truly feel like they made sure that every movie before it was canon all the way back yeah. to Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Every single movie seems to be referenced in some mm. way or another as legitimately happening. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like one of the things that's kind of frustrating about the Avengers is that uh, at the end of Thor, Thor gets banished. Uh, he can't come back to earth because they destroyed the, <laughs> yeah. the way. And then he just shows up for the Avengers and <laughs> yeah. they don't well, have yeah. good reason for it. They say, yes, like, oh, they do. Him, but, like, Odin they don't... collected a bunch of dark matter and sent him. <laughs> yeah. That's so what he they did. Don't, they don't like, they, <laughs> but this sentence, is the first one where like. <laughs> He's he, here. It's okay. Thor, Thor, Thor is gone. Hulk is gone. We don't know where he is. There's no, we're not going to be able to find him. Um, Iron Man 3's ending is mentioned by Tony, which it doesn't doesn't get brought up at all in Ultron. And then when he when he says that, you go, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like he he really like they they, they did a good job of like hmm. justifying how every single thing that has happened up to this point has happened and, and happened for a reason. And I think going back to that greatest hits of all of the people they killed, uh, that general Ross shows them that PowerPoint, um, is that, um, the, spent weeks making that PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally the saddest PowerPoint Tran- that he was ever made. Slide uh, yeah, transition. But... <laughs> wait, wait until they put I a... I would have put a star wipe in there. <laughs> Once they put a banging track under that, that's the best MV ever. Banging track. So this is this is goes back to my point with the way Batman versus Superman doesn't really... Uh, like they, 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 they deal with this thing that is less... And again, like we, we we talked about this before, it doesn't make any sense that they sp- excuse me that they spend all of Batman versus Superman trying to figure out what happened in Africa when obviously a bunch of people got shot and Superman wasn't responsible for any of it. Wasn't but, even they there. Don't, but it's not about Manhattan; it's about that. Hmm. In this movie, there is the the incident in Lagos is what drives the the film. But these reports are about everything that's happened before it. And right. unlike in Batman versus Superman in Man of Steel, 
we have watched in every single one of these movies, yep. going back to the Avengers and going back to Iron Man 2 even, I would say, it would be the first one where it actually happens. Mm-hmm. These people are always trying to save everybody they possibly can, and it's still not enough. Yeah, yeah. They Which make a point what... throughout through, throughout Age of Ultron. They're trying to evacuate the city as best they can, and some people died. And those people despite the fact that they tried to get the casualties as low as they could, those people dying is the, is the issue that's being talked about here. And yeah, I think it's, that that's so it's the woman at I, the beginning with Tony and yeah. it's the villain. Yep. I yeah. will say though, I, I understand completely why Tony would be completely wrecked by the situation and all this stuff. And the story is heartbreaking for the woman, but uh, you got to consider the need of the few versus the need of the many. And I right. do feel like, you know, Ooh, that that tech. being the turning point for Tony felt a little weird to me. Yeah, right. I had a real issue with wondering whether Tony was doing it because it was what was right or because it would make him feel better. I think that he actually was that. Kinda, he and actually does kind of say it's what will make him feel better. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't no, mind I, that. He, makes, he says when... this whole thing about um, him and Pepper being on the outs, yeah. and he says, I thought this might be the... you know, he says Something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing horribly here, because I saw the film like a week earlier than you guys did. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he basically says like he thought that this was one thing that could count towards you know yeah. getting good books and, and getting back with her. Um, right. The... Yeah, so I, I didn't mind that so much. Um, one thing I did kind of mind, and this is literally the last problem that I have with the entire movie, apart from Zemo really being non-comic uh, like accurate, because they've been so good with other characters, I'd like to see that purple mask. But, I would have you know, liked to see the curtain mask. But there too. we go. There I we mean, go. I mean, that's. I love him in the movie, but that's a pretty sweet mask. I would have liked the mask. mask. That, you know, just a, like a purple balaclava while he was yeah, not, interrogating somebody would have been cool. Uh, I'm sorry, but like, every time I think church. of like curtain mask type things, I just think of X the Eliminator! And I'm just thinking, like, I can't take that kind of character seriously. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's You're playing Harvey Birdman, attorney at law? Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Not enough episodes uh, to remember the Birdman But yeah, so uh, my, my last and only niggly-naggly little problem, and this is just something I'll put out there and then I'll be happy to talk about how awesome everything else was, because it really was amazing. Um... <laughs> Tony invents this pair of glasses that can help you get through traumatic experiences, blah, 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 blah. And you'd think that he would use it to help himself, and probably did use it to help himself, with the whole flying a nuke through a a portal into space, and then, you know, the, the problem that he had in Iron Man 3. He doesn't. He uses it to get over the trauma that he's never talked about or intimated about in the entire history of the Marvel movies about losing his mother. Which well, I think that's, no, not, Iron, that's not true. That's been a that's Iron Man been two. All the Iron Man movies Did he mention like, that in Iron Man two? Iron Man two. It's a huge it yeah, Man yeah. Man Which I understand why you don't remember because it's been a long Iron time. Man 2, it's got some flaws. It's months. been a long time. I just remember but, whips and dodgy Russian accents. Yeah, but Dave, I think you, my board. You accidentally <laughs> highlight a great point about Tony, which oh, is that accents. as <laughs> as selfish as he is, he is still incapable of seeing flaws in himself. He's incredibly selfish. Well, he can see him, but way after it's way too late. Right. Well, because he makes these impulsive decisions that are huge. Even in Cap 3, he literally says, like, I don't want to stop. Yeah. Mm. Like, he literally says it. Like, he knows he has a fucking problem. He has a hard time of seeing them before it's too late. Being Iron Man is his alcoholism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the devil in the bottle, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a part where uh, Falcon shoots Red Wing into Tony's face. It's hilarious. Brilliant. I give the movie a 10 out of 10. I love Red Wing as well. Like, oh, yeah. it, it was such a clever reinvention of that character. 
yeah. and it works really well. And I, I like that he still I'm he, still, he, he wants he wants um, uh, Natasha to, to talk to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> until Ant Man shows up, like Falcon is the funniest part of this whole movie. Oh, he's That's great. true. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> I love Bird outfit. Falcon, Falcon <laughs> and Bucky's interactions are fantastic. Yeah. The like, Bucky and Sam interactions are so yeah. great. Uh, could yeah, you could you move forward, please? I, uh, no. I, I, am I the only one really disturbed by Cap making out with? <laughs> it's it's it is weird. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. But also, you have it's to. Like, look, the entire situation is weird because Captain America is like ninety six. Well, he yeah. also makes a pretty quick decision to make out with this girl. Who's related to the woman who he was in love with, and like, well, with forever. If, you, if you can't be with the woman you love, be with the woman that came after her. To be her. fair, he just found out that they're Something related, like that. and that, and also, I think that there was a. Um, Maybe I that's a turn on that, for him. No, man, I'm giving that a week at because least he before did, I even he didn't, hold a hand. He didn't kiss her in Winter Soldier, then he finds out that he's, she's related to Peggy, and he's like, mm. you know what, I'm into that. Yeah, he's so literally he, traded yeah. her in for a younger model. <laughs> yeah, you're, that is you're literally what she's done. I, I will defend it, but I love the way, at least they're both into it. And I love, well, yeah, I mean, it would have been weird if she wasn't. <laughs> like, Cap gets oh, that'd be Although really I will say, oh, like, Bucky yeah. and Falcon kind of like nodding their head like, yeah, boy. I love the part where, to be Chris Farley again, where Ant Man uh, gives Cap a shield back and goes, "Here's your shield, Captain America." <laughs> so, and that's what's so cool about those characters, about Ant Man and Spider Man, is that they're just so psyched to hang out with all these other. Yeah, they have a robot yeah, arm. I love that. <laughs> like they're just so thrilled to be a part of it. Yeah. And and then by contrast, like you mentioned earlier, someone mentioned earlier, like T'Challa doesn't care. No. Like mm-hmm. Hawkeye's like, "Hey, I'm I'm Sam or Clint." And he's like, yeah, I don't care. And then yeah. the the thing that you get, well, someone mentioned this earlier too, uh, that I think is such an amazing part of Zemo's arc is that it coincides with Black Panthers in such a beautiful way. Because yeah. you watch Black Panther the entire movie, he is an unstoppable killing machine. There's no one, not that he kills anybody, but there is <laughs> nothing. Every single time that he's in costume, he is trying to kill yeah. Bucky. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's trying to stop him and he is relentless, more so than any other character in those movies. And then at the end of the movie, he stops Zemo from killing him. He realizes mm-hmm. vengeance yeah. isn't worth it. It's, and Zemo carries it it's all the way. It's legitimately beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it is such a good no, moment. Oh yeah. Film has been perfected. Turn the cameras off. <laughs> the shutters down. We're there's, done. There's no reason to keep going. Oh, on those oh. on those same lines, the the other thing that I turned to Austin after the film and I was like, dude, this part it's so beautifully done. At the end of the movie, there's this, when Nemo's having his little monologue, he talks about how, like, I obviously couldn't fight them straight on. I right. can't yeah. kill them. Yeah, yeah. But if I tore them apart from the inside, if, if I did that, and it's, the reason that this is such amazing filmmaking is because this is not news to the viewer. This is not a reveal where you're like, oh, this is a civil war. They're fighting. Oh my the gosh. name of the movie is Civil War. Yeah. We've all seen the trailers where they're fighting. We know that they're fighting. But as he's delivering that monologue, they cut to Cap and Tony Beating fighting it's in slow sense. motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in that moment, it the sadness and the gravity of the situation hits you so hard where you're like, yeah. this is terrible. Yeah. These are two friends. Well, he just lied. Captain America just lied. Yeah. And they're beating the dog garbage out of each yeah. other. And yeah. you realize that Zemo won. Yep. Like yeah. he got captured and everything else. So he, right. you know, quote unquote lost, but he won. Yeah. And, he does, and, he, and I love the way he's crazy. like, um, when when uh, General Martin Freeman says to him, uh, Martin Freeman playing himself as a yeah. general. <laughs> oh, his that accent, Jesus Christ! Yeah, it was, it just was be rough. British. Just be British. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it was, yeah, uh, but he uh, when he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, was it? Did, you know, all this for no reason, right? And he goes, yeah, was 
was it for no reason or did I win? Because he so, won. Yeah, he won. Me. Like he got captured, but he got exiled. Uh, well, he didn't. I, he didn't. I, I wouldn't say he won per se, just because like the peace offering from Cap at the end of the movie basically goes like, yeah, even though we're like now two teams. Technically, yeah. in case anything big happens, we're but still that's such a un- that's such a cap move. Call me like, on this burner, and I can re up your uh, drug <laughs> the wire. Yeah. Call me Omar from now on. <laughs> it's, uh, it's such a cap move, but the um, I just completely lost my train of thought. Yeah, uh, Orson Welles applause uh, applause from the grave. Um, there's no more movies need to be made. Yeah, it's, it's oh, a perfect. Oh, oh, um, you know, Tom Holland makes that um, fantastic joke about that really old movie, Empire yep. Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. um, I couldn't help but just realize that this movie follows the pattern of Empire so closely because it ends on such a fucking downer. And not only that, Austin and I talked about this. I said that on Facebook, and then we just recorded Hideous Energy a little bit ago. Austin and I were talking about the movie. And uh, that episode's uh, in stores now, kids, if you want to check it out. <laughs> it's yes. free. Uh, along with Generation Animation, Erie International, RBR, all these great podcasts from fanoff.com. <laughs> the, uh, not only that, it's <laughs> such a downbeat, but uh, both movies, and I realized this as we were recording Literally. Hideous Energy, both movies feature a main character being frozen at the end, too. Oh, and shit. Getting an off. And getting an arm chopped off. Motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> It's it's based, no wonder. It's a oh, who got their arm chopped off? You say the movie ends oh, on shit. a downer, but literally the only thing I could think of about the end of the movie are the words "Tony Stank." Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it ends on such a down note, you know. And all Batman versus Superman had was a bunch of Muppets. Were there Muppets? Yeah. No, there wasn't. But I'm making a Kevin Smith reference, so yeah. oh, I, I win. Ha <laughs> I got it. Uh, oh, I, rem- I have you been watching the Muppets on ABC? No. Is that still on? I thought I got canceled. That's no, still on. Is it, it-, it finished its season. It hasn't been renewed for a second, but it's technically oh. done for now. Yeah. It. it I remember. If you don't mind the the hey pop culture reference, hey celebrity knee per- joke knee jerk about it, it's actually pretty funny. That's what the Muppets has always been. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave not impressed. Oh my god. <laughs> I remember what I was going to say. I was going to bring up the dreaded antichrist of Batman versus Superman. Right. Oh, that good. moment where 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 Zemo says did it is the correct way to do ding, Jesse ding, Eisenberg ding, going ding 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 whatever garbage he was saying. Also there's no jar of piss in Captain America 3. Zero jars of piss. 10 yeah, out of 10. I thought that was weird. Perfect I thought film. that was weird. No, I'm going to take <laughs> off a point off for no jar of piss. <laughs> You're going to take a point off? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, they 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 weren't true to their art. If they were true to their art, they would have been a jar of piss. Um, I think you mean so, Granny's peach tea. Granny. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so a couple of other, uh, like we could now, I think that we've gotten all the qualms out of the way. We can just kind of like talk about how much fun this movie was. But I want to say from from my screening standpoint, this is one of my favorite uh, things about this movie. Um, so the Russo brothers are from Cleveland, and uh, they shot. Uh, or Josh Whedon shot the Avengers here and they shot Winter Soldier here. Um, So it was kind of fun for us when the big uh, Cleveland letters show up on the screen and that scene happens in Cleveland. (laughs) Everyone in my group started cheering. I genuinely thought of you the moment that those letters came up. Same here. The moment I saw the word Cleveland, I'm like, yeah. Those letters were so obnoxiously big though. No, oh, yeah. no. I, I, <laughs> ten out of ten. Were, were perfect. They were amazing. <laughs> it's, a it's a perfect movie. Ten out of ten. As a giant typography nerd, I was happy that this I was going to say, David, how did you feel times. about the lettering? 
It was it was great. I, perfect, I had, perfect kerning. How were the types? kerning. It was Futura font. Immediately I turned to Amanda. I was like, that's Futura up there. And Amanda was like, I regret marrying you. I'm carrying your child now, which Please is probably locking me. me into another 20 years. Uh. Um, the, uh, the only other thing that I was going to say uh, was that this version of uh, Spider-Man, which we briefly touched on, yeah, yeah, um, obviously really amazing. Um, yes. I thought that the... Amazing I, I thought Spider-Man. I mean, it was fun? spectacular. Yeah, it was a Peter Parker Spider-Man. Just name all the versions. It was a homecoming <laughs> for. It was a homecoming. It was an. It ultimate... was the ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> it, maybe it was the trial of Peter Parker. It was. It was the Clone Saga. The <laughs> the thing that I loved about his scene as Peter is the fact, and uh, Theron actually was talking to me about it on Facebook. I posted an article about it. Um, he when Tony comes over there, Peter Parker gives him the version of "Great Power Comes Great Responsibility" oh, yeah. without saying it, without saying it, and you can tell that Tony's like, uh, if he knew both sides of the story, he would a hundred percent side with Cap. Yeah, and you realize yeah. that yeah. through Peter's eyes, this fifteen-year-old innocent kid, through there's Tony's eyes. Or well, Peter's eyes. Peter's okay. eyes. He's seeing through Peter's eyes the basically his uh, mission statement, and yeah. it's very much like we have a responsibility to do this. Right. And in just amazingly well-written, typical Tony Stark fashion, he then brings a 15-year-old kid into the situation, even probably knowing oh, yeah. at that point that for more than one reason, it's a bad move. This is a terrible idea. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it's, you know, gives him some money probably and, and a suit. Like that's well, He definitely gives him money. And uh, like the, yeah. the spider symbol at the end, like yeah. you can tell that yeah, something's I, changed. Um, I'm glad he's going to be in Homecoming, Tony Stark, because I think that dynamic will be interesting. I've too. only yeah. seen the film once. And I saw the. I, I stayed in the in my seat because I was like, "Yep, yeah, post credit scene." Blah blah blah. And you meant during the movie. I was like, "In Britain, do you guys normally get up and walk around during the film?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so cramping is a big issue because uh, we we don't have enough salt in our diets. Um, so I yeah. I, so I'm sitting in my seat watching the credits, and then the um, the bit with um, Bucky being frozen and all that kind of stuff happened. Yeah, and uh, we thought, right, okay, that's the end credits, and I got up and walked out. I have what you didn't see what? it? No, because here's it's the thing. Here's the thing. Movie. How many times have they double dipped the end credit sequence? Almost all of them. Well, I didn't <laughs> fucking know <laughs> that. I didn't fucking know that. I've ended, yeah. I haven't seen the second. Um, I haven't seen the second bit. The last movie I saw in so was Guardians. Even then, I knew like you never oh, leave oh, a oh. Marvel movie until everything is done. Yeah, I the, think um, Age of Ultron was infamous because yeah, Age of Ultron was the one where Whedon had to keep telling people like, "There's nothing at the end; you can leave." Yeah, yeah. and people and still it, stayed. That <laughs> was so frustrating as somebody who worked at a theater well, his, and knew that there was nothing yeah. at the end, and there was like, "We like we need to clean the theater and get the next people in." We but had they deleting credits. Yeah, it's funny you say that. At our theater, we had people say at the beginning of the movie, they do that whole thing, which I'm sure you have to do too, Tyler, which I'm sure is annoying. You have to be like, "How's everybody doing? Welcome to Marvel's Avengers!" No, like, see, do that I whole thing at the beginning. I love that. We don't do that. We're, Wait, we're, what? We're, like, I Just, wish we did. I would love what, that. The people at our theater are basically harassed when no, it happens. No, what do you mean? Heckled. Basically, we went to see. I think it was Avengers: Age of Ultron. A guy walks out to do that, and he's like, "Hey, everybody!" And a guy immediately goes, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> right to his face. But here's the they, thing: like, the last they film were was... telling people there wasn't an end credit scene, even. Yeah. and people still stayed. But I, I, the last film that I saw was Ultron, so no end. Uh, no end 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 yeah. scene there so yeah, i go into scene. this i see something during the credits which wouldn't be there in any other film and i'm like right okay good get up walk out 
I yeah, so you, don't, you didn't see it at all. Do you know what happens? I I know that he gives him the spider symbol, which is one it's of the online. most useless pieces of text yeah, so, that yeah, I've so ever seen in a Spider-Man comic. I do comic. like that a lot. So basically, what happens is um, Spider-Man's sporting a, a, a black eye. Um, his, his web shooter's itchy, so he's like dealing with it. Shoots some kind of light out. So he's hiding it. Aunt May comes in. She brings him a um, an ice pack. It's just a whole. She's like, what happened? Like, I got beat up like, by this guy named Steve from Brooklyn. His yeah. friend was huge. I mean, huge. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just like. Basically, was, telling the truth without yeah. telling the truth. Yeah, it was it was a it was a fun recap of that of that scene. It was it was good. Damn and it. then um and then he's got this like fancy ass high tech like projector Spidey symbol thingy um at the end, and then it says Spider Man will return. Everyone went oh. <laughs> the projector doesn't say that. No, no. The, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have been amazing. awesome if it went up on the wall and yeah. it said Spider Man. It's what he usually return. has on his belt in the comics. He yeah. has like a, a thing on his like belt in some of the comics. I'm glad it's not on his his pelvis pretty much at this point because I just picturing. <laughs> you don't like Spider Man's dick projector? That's yeah. one of the best qualities in the comics. Thing, thing is, I've read about this dick projector. And that's what I'm going to call it from now on, because why not? And like it, the, the what it said was he uses it as a torch. Okay, fair enough. I get that. Although you got spider senses, <laughs> you mean as a flashlight. that means flashlights. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, why would you need that, that when you have spider senses? But anyway, and because he, it's a dick projector, Dave. And here's yeah, here's the other thing. He shines it at the feet of his soon-to-be victims. What? Yeah, what Amanda. I was talking fuck? to Amanda that's, about that sort it. Sort of sounds. He's not Batman. He's oh, not scary. She, she asked me about that. She was like, "Does he have that in the comics?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's on his belt." And then I was like, "Sometimes he shines it on people. They don't really use it a whole lot anymore." Like, <laughs> I don't. It, it doesn't blame really them. make any sense. Like that's when he was dumb. in the black outfit, that would make sense because, like, uh, yeah, it's a black outfit. It's scarier. Right. But when you are Spider-Man in red and blue with bits of dark blue or black I couldn't quite make it out because the 3D screening was a bit blurry um, that's not scary especially uh, when well, you get 15 year he's got a black light on his dick projector right. and then it's just disgusting because <laughs> everybody's like there's semen <laughs> oh everywhere my God. He's, got, he's got a third web shooter down there as well yeah, <laughs> it on my pants. You, we already Austin already wrote this movie. If you want to read our screenplay, yeah. I would like to hear Spider-Man this. Man with, with it, it's called Spider-Man's Dick Projector. Flip, <laughs> splat. Uh, so Austin and I uh, have been recording podcasts for almost three hours, and we haven't eaten dinner, and we're about to die. So you guys can yeah, keep so, recording, but we probably got to go. I think now's well, a good time. To be honest, time. I think we're pretty much done. We're yeah. about <laughs> we're we're about an hour in. Uh, if there's anything else that we want to talk about, I. I, I would say this is definitely up there with one of my favorite movies. I love the way that it's so um, it, it it's so unique and different from everything else. And I mm. love the way that it it takes the time to say, even though all of these movies have been showing these guys trying as hard as they can to save people, that it's it's still not enough. And um, ultimately, you know, I think we kind of brought this up, but the reason why I'm still with Cap is because if they didn't show up for those things. A lot more people would have died. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's and so in, in every situation. So it's, it's one of those things where if they weren't able to, uh, it would be a problem. So I, I love this movie. 10 out of 10. It was perfect. <laughs> you know, more. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I think we should do that. What team would you be on? Wrap up your little last thoughts, everybody. And what team would you be on? I the would problem be... is, ideologically, okay, I would be Cap, but Iron Man has such a cooler team. Yeah, yeah. Stop See, being a Marvel I, versus Capcom player. Cool <laughs> Ideologically, for me, I also fall on the Cap side. 
I really like Iron Man, but I, I have to go with Cap. And yeah. I think... Ideally, you'd want to have Cap's side, but with safeguards in place for less innocent lives being lost. Right. Taking choice away yeah. is that where it, it lands for me. Right. When you take choice yeah. away, that's yeah, where I'm like... I think ultimately, like, yeah. it's like... I think it's that this, like, so much legislation, it's not perfect. It's the right idea, but it's not... It's Something not needs right. to happen, but that's the wrong way. It. Yeah, there needs to be some kind of oversight, yeah. but right. committees I are not necessarily the best way. Go. I'm Team Red Wing. Yeah, I'm Team, <laughs> yeah, I'm team I'm, Robot I'm, Bird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'm, think probably um, what's going to happen is um, the film is going to be broadcast into space. Uh, it's going to be what, like in the film contact, it's going to be what responsible for us making first contact. I got it. Uh, the aliens are going to high five us. Yep, and then everyone's going to live happily ever after. I think you're right. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Yeah, I'm on. I'm with everyone else. I'm Team Cap. Although, you know, really, I I should be Team Black Widow because I'm not taking sides. Um, but no, I I just I, Iron Man comes across as such a fucking douche in this movie. And like, if the intention was for people to be split on what team they were on, I think that's one of the few failings in the film because I can't think of many people that would actually side with uh, Stark, especially like after War Machine is shot down and Falcon comes down to check on him, like well-meaning. You know, is he okay? Yeah, is he okay? And when he uh, hits the ground, that part is that's rough. Yeah. Stark yeah. literally just turns around and shoots him with his repulsor, and I'm just like, "You're fucking repulsive." You, I, I get that your, <laughs> your friend repulsor. is potentially <laughs> dead, but you know, Falcon, although he was on the opposite side, he was not responsible for your friend being shot down, and he's trying to check on him as a decent human being would, and you've just shot him down. Right. Well, he's such an it's, emotional it's, dude. It's, I mean, that's I, the fight no, at the I end. get that. I yeah. get it, but it's just such a douchey fucking thing like i love that it's kind of like that moment when like when when like you kind of mentioned it's like people like kids playing on the schoolyard or whatever and then like one kid actually gets hurt and everyone's like oh shit yeah i'm sorry i didn't mean i didn't mean anything yeah i think think the whole ideological thing on where you land you can really only have that argument at the beginning of the movie because by the end of the movie you're like oh clearly this all went wrong it's (laughs) called captain america civil war so i guess the clue's in the title and I told Austin when we were recording Hindus Synergy, it's such an interesting dilemma from uh, the two sides because they could have written a movie where they would have gone with the Sokovia Accords and yeah. it would have worked. Yeah. And, you know, they, they would have had to have different decisions and Ross wouldn't have been able to be such a crazy, you know, dictator that he was. But it's it, it's not a bad idea. It, it was just executed poorly and they didn't come to a mutually kind of a, a green place. Yeah. And that's why it falls apart. Well, they were perfectly uh, happy for Shield to oversee the Avengers, and then that I think went that's away, what's going to yeah. end up happening. Probably Shield will get brought back. Well, yeah. uh, you can't keep Samuel L. Jackson down. You know, no, you can't. He it's wasn't true. in this movie. Like, yeah, no, because see, here's the problem: if Shield ever comes back, then everyone's going to be like, "What the fuck? You're still alive?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and maybe I think it'll that'll be make an interesting storyline too with Shield because nobody will fully trust that Hydra's not a part of it. That's true because they they. Yeah. And that's, that's it could be hammer at this point. TV but. show and uh, in these movies is that when when people are not comforted by the idea of Shield anymore, like that is yeah. done. So, yeah. Felipe, what's uh, what what side are you on? Uh, here? There he is. Can I be on team makeout with Carter? <laughs> Who's Car- that, okay. Oh, Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. <laughs> I was like, who is Carter? <laughs> no, Jimmy Carter. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, you can. <laughs> For a second, I thought the 20% was talking. I want to see a video of, uh, of uh, Sam, Bucky, and Felipe in the backseat of that Beatle. 
the world I want to live in. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and Will, what did you think? He's still not here. <laughs> <laughs> William R. Washington, ladies and gentlemen, uh, yeah. supposed to show up, never did. It's okay. He's a busy Our guy. He, he has wrestling commitments. Talk, watch Maxwell get three in one hole. Uh, yes. That stuff. <laughs> Intriguing. Hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was amazing, guys. We should yeah, totally do more uh, crossover episodes. Absolutely. I would love to do this. If you guys want to do this for more superhero movies, I'm always down for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. That would be great. So okay. cool. We're gonna go stuff yeah, our just... faces with some type of food. And I'm yeah. sure yeah. Dave has to go to sleep because it's like one o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock. <laughs> Two o'clock. <laughs> you go, are you going to work tomorrow? Yep. Good lord, you're a... This was maniac. a mistake, Dave. You this made the wrong t- This time <laughs> next week, I'm hosting RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk, which starts at this, pretty much this time, so... Oh, yeah, you're going to yeah. be... Well, this is a good tryout. No sleep. Good, no sleep till something that rhymes with Brooklyn, but is obviously English. Sheffield. Sheffield. <laughs> no sleep till <laughs> Sheffield. I know how rhymes work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's a ton of fun. Oh. Okay, well... Okay, everybody. Have a good night. Yeah, good night, everyone. <laughs> hey, we don't know Civil how to War. sign this off. Awesome. For, well. for everybody here at fanoff.com, happy Civil War. There you go. Yeah. Happy Civil War. The most civil of wars. <laughs>